bad. It's good. It's bad. That's what Rampage continues to be. You get both. So I suppose that's something, isn't it? Again, it doesn't have that freewheeling fun that it used to have. It doesn't feel like it's the sort of more agile relation of dynamite. It's got angles in it this week. Angles! A long Jericho Appreciation Society. A really long Jericho Appreciation Society angle. The crowd popped for the music. Not for Jericho or the others. I just call them the others because no one's getting anything by being in this Jericho Appreciation Society. Including the title. And this is about Garcia who calls Chris Jericho Crisp Jericho. Now, I don't know whether it's an in-joke or whether he just made a mistake, but it's it's one of the funniest things of that segment, talking about how he has had his problems with Jericho, but Jericho's now convinced him, sports entertainment, oh God. Then something rather good happens. The future Chris Jericho comes out and makes Chris Jericho look like a chump. As Chris Jericho did, his usual, I am the God, etc., etc., and all that. Out comes Dalton Castle with the Tate twins as the boys. And he makes a good point about being the ROH champion once upon a time, and actually ROH now just being an adjunct of AEW. There is no separate ROH program, there is no separate ROH wrestling stable. It's all part of AEW. It's been folded in. And I said this would happen, did I not? I feared it would happen. And what I feared happen, would happen, has happened. And sometimes I don't like being right. And this is one of those. Anyway, Dalton Castle showed that actually you can entertain with words, Chris. You can. You know, like you used to do. Well, you can do it. He said, I broke my back. Now, There's something literal here. I broke my back for that title and I'm willing to break yours. And then he called himself a power peacock. That is fabulous. It's great work. Dalton Castle is fantastic on the mic. Has always threatened to do it in a bigger way and in a bigger arena. And this is his. And if they give him more chance, and I beg you, Tony Khan, give him more chances. He will be the new Chris Jericho. I'm telling you. Because he thinks in a different way. In the way that Chris Jericho used to. And Chris Jericho has granted him a match last week, but next week, but he can't say much else about that. Why? Because it was better than what he did. Okay, back to the top of the show. You've got Mox and Claudio Castagnoli versus the Butcher and the Blade. Because things were alright last week, so why not do that again? Lord Regal's out. On commentary, I think, I think I heard him. Nothing to report, really. When that happens, did I miss something? But when that happens, then you know you're not in for a good way, don't do you? However, this match was pretty good because they are all pretty good in that ring. Early on, Mox and Claudio took it outside and worked well together. There's a half-and-half suplex from uh, Moxley. And um, the bunny stops Claudio um, attacking... The blade, and so the butcher takes control of that, takes his chance there. 
There's a very nice move with a vertical suplex. A vertical suplex. Hello, I'm vertical suplex. From the butcher as the blade spears. That's lovely. I got a long two count. Claudio came back with a massive clothesline. I mean, as if to say, I'll take control of this. And there was a mox flying cutter and a sudden pile driver hit the boots, but it was broken up by a very big butcher crossbody. Look at that big boy fly. And then there's a death rider and a, a Ricola bomb in tandem for the pin. It was all right, but what got a bigger pop? Stu Grayson's back. Yeah. Right, well, if WWE can bring people back, why not AEW? It did get a big pop, and quite right. We've got Anna Rose, um, sorry, Anna J versus Nyla Rose. And Nyla Rose is now the TBS champ. And um, I'm glad to see it, because I think she's actually got more to offer than Jade Cargill. Probably not in a outside-the-ring situation, but in the ring far more. However, this wasn't a good match. Early on, Rose missed a cannonball. There was a sort of forward roll low kick from Anna Jay, and um, she got um, Nyla Rose off her feet. Now, what happened next is something I'm getting used to, but I wish I wasn't. An advert break in the middle of a match. It just happens to be a women's match, and hasn't that happened for the last three weeks? Maybe four? You can bring Soraya out to do a kind of... Well, you know, I'm, I'm the revolution, and I'm going to shake up the women's division. But while you're still putting adverts in the middle of the sole women's match in this hour of Rampage, then it's not going to work. When we come back from the break, there's uh, an Anna Jay sleeper. I thought that Nyla Rose would fight out of it, jump to her feet and all that. She kind of gets up groggily, hits a, a rather sloppy power bomb for the pin. Cargill comes out looking angry and powerless. You know, she she throws people around and can't do anything about it because the belt's not around her waist now. Let's see how she reacts to this. I think she's one-dimensional. I think that I've got the belt, I have all the power thing. It's something she can do till the cows come home. I don't find it very interesting, but a lot of people do. Let's see how she fights from the underdog stance. Let's see if she can do that. My money's on not, but let's see if she can. Now, apparently... Was it last week or the week before? Hook was offered by the Trustbusters 50 grand in an envelope. Well, obviously it wasn't cash because he just ripped it up. So maybe it was a bearer bond or a check. I don't know. But there was no cash in there because he didn't half rip it up easily. <sighs> I don't know. This Trustbusters thing isn't working for me. It's another faction to throw some people in because, well, they're there. So you might as well do it. Next, we've got something else that's about factions. The Firm. And apparently, if Ethan Page beats Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn's nowhere to be seen from Private Party, they get Private Party's um, contracts and Matt Hardy's contract. I don't know when this was decided. I didn't see Dynamite this week. Maybe it was then. I don't know. I don't like it. The match is terrible because what you've got is Ethan Page coming out and beating people very quickly. So... Private Party sucks to be Private Party at the moment, doesn't it? Because they're a great tag team who have been shoved in factions, faction after faction, and now they're shoved in another faction. Just let them fly, because they really will. They're good on the mic, they're fantastic in the ring. Why wouldn't you? Not, I mean, they've not been forgotten about. They've been badly, badly managed. 
in AEW. Same with Ethan Page. He can really talk, this man. He's got great mic skills. Sticking with Dan Lambert. No. He's great in the ring. Don't let him fight that often. Or just let him fight and, and win easy matches. No. So much of this is happening. It's part of the acquisitive nature of AEW that people get pushed for a while and then get forgotten. Or they're there to just create or, or facilitated angle, shall we say. That's not good. So the firm now have those contracts. And I don't care. And talking about facilitating an angle or being forgotten, Brian Cage is out. He still works in AEW. Sean Spears is out. He still works in AEW. Maybe Sean Spears is out because he's from Canada and this was from Canada, this programme. And, and what they've done is they've broken out the pinnacle again. That was a bad idea, long forgotten. Nobody really cares about the pinnacle. Why would you bring them out again? Because he's teaming with FTR. Why would you do that? Why would you, when FTR are turning face and when Spears is trying to turn face with this 10 gimmick he's got, I don't know what that is. You've already got somebody called 10 in AEW. For goodness sake, if I was 10, I'd be fuming. Anyway, they're trying to turn them face. So why remind us of a heel stable? Why do that? They're trying to be... Fa- do you not understand? They're trying to be faces. You're trying to make them faces. So I, I, I'll remind you when there were nefarious heels. Oh, great. Actually, though, this match is great. The Pinnacle versus the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. And mainly, it's because Brian Cage is so good. And let's remind ourselves of that. You won't need to be reminded if you watch CCW, because regularly, that's Coastal Championship Wrestling, because regularly, he's there doing fantastic work. Now, Prince Nana, it's good to see him here. I've seen a comment that he just doesn't look quite right in AEW, but he, he did look right in ROH, and I can understand that. It's about a certain style. Anyway, there's a lovely cage clothesline into a suplex. There's a corn, 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 Side slamming onto the top buckle. That was lovely, actually. Cage superplex, discus clothesline. So you can really do that. FTR don't get a lot of work here because it's all about Sean Spears being beaten up and and then getting the hot tag. So there's a an FTR stereo clover leaf. Spears joins in. Nice Spears basement DDT to Brian Cage. He kicked the, he kicked the leg, and then as he kind of staggered. He hit, the clo- he hit the DDT. That was lovely, actually. Really nice. And then an FTR heart attack. Nice to see that. Um, you remember that, the heart foundation. And the Spears C4, he had to be given the, 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 the pin for the win. And that ramped up and was frenetic action and was really good. And, you know, the first match was good as well. This last match was good, but frequently that happens, doesn't it, in Rampage? There's, there's bookends that are really good. And... Quite a lot of soggy stuff in the middle. Like the Jericho Appreciation Society. Blah, 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 blah. Dalton Castle had to. He had to rescue it. And if you're looking for a new Chris Jericho, there you go. Nyla Rose and Anna Jay. Didn't work. Both of these are good wrestlers, but not together. That's a, that's a real shame. Page versus Cassidy. Why? Both great wrestlers. Given very little to do. I don't know. It just seems as though AEW is throwing a lot of stuff in at the moment. 
and it's not working. And they've got a lot of angles that don't work either. I fear for AEW at the moment. I really do. And I certainly feel for, fear for Rampage because it's becoming more difficult to watch every week. Ta-ta. Thank you.